I would like to answer how can we actually benefit the Quran. If you were to disobey him even for a second, it's already disobeyed. Who do you think you are? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. And now. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We are back again with another episode of Beats of Pots. And today in the studio, we have Ustaz Hafiz. Assalamualaikum Ustaz. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for your time to be here with us in this episode of Beats of Pots. Uh, Aubin, uh, would you want to tell a little bit background about uh, our dear friend over here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Ustaz Hafiz is currently studying in IIUM, which is also known as the International Islamic University of Malaysia. Mashallah. And he is pursuing his degree in the field of uh, Quran and Sunnah, mashallah. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So, thank you for being here with us today, Ustaz. Um, so, this is a, it's a question that we ask uh, to all our guests. Mm-hmm. So, why did you choose to pursue your um, studies in the field of Quran and Sunnah. Right, so Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad. Alright, so first and foremost, I would like to thank the both of you for inviting me to this MashaAllah podcast. Alright, and inshaAllah ta'ala, I will try my best to share my knowledge and my experiences um, as a student and and my life in general so that it can benefit the community inshaAllah ta'ala. InshaAllah. So back to the question uh, on why I choose Quran and Sunnah as my major. Mm-hmm. Yes. So regarding that, it's actually a long story. But long story short, it all started when um, during Raya back in... When was your age at that point of time? I just finished my O-levels. I think it's around 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in any case, it was during Raya, it was a festive season. So mm-hmm. everyone was happy, happy, go lucky and you know, eating ketupat and lontong and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Then out of the blue, my uncle came to me, right? So he was in my uncle's house. Mm-hmm. And my uncle came to me and said, what is Islam, Hafiz? I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I'm lost, you know, I'm in days. I was just like, what? What? Are, what? Why suddenly, you know, this what question, blue, right? Yeah. You could ask me, like, you know, the typical question during raya, like, dah kahwin belum, or like, masih sekolah ke, all these typical questions. But mm-hmm. I never expect, you know, what is Islam? Then I was like, oh. then I I stop, I pause for a while and I think, uh, you know, so for a madrasa student, I was like, I was like stone and unable to reply. Taken aback, mm-hmm. ah. Yeah, taken aback. Yep. So my uncle suddenly he continued. He he wanted to answer. So it was a rhetoric question that mm-hmm. he wants to answer himself. So he says, "Do you know that Islam is I sincerely love Allah Muhammad." And the thing is, the thing is, my uncle is just a layman. He is just a regular person who didn't even go to madrasa. Uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah, he he didn't study deeply on any Islamic knowledge, but mm-hmm. he gave me that beautiful acronym. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, oh, I, that acronym sticks with me up until now, and that's the that acronym is basically the reason why I wanted to explore more on the Quran and the Sunnah. Mm-hmm. So just let me explain a bit what uh, what's the acro- acronym is to me. Mm-hmm. It's basically, I sincerely love our, uh, our and Muhammad, right? Mm-hmm. So, so basically, uh, when 
That is basically Islam, lah. You know, uh, when we become Muslim, we want to show our love to our uh, to our Rob, which is our Taala, and mm-hmm. also our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? So, but the question is, how do we show our love, right? Uh-huh. That's the question. So basically, there's no other way other than to actually, you know, look into the Quran. That is where our Smartala's words are. Right, mm-hmm. we cannot see Allah, so the only thing that we have right now on this earth is basically the words of Osmana. So mm-hmm. that is why we need to explore the Quran. Then, um, as for the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's basically the Sunnah, right? It's the Sunnah of his um, of his uh, life back then. So that's the reason why I actually pick this um, this course or this major Quran and Sunnah is to to explore my love or rather to how can I say to grow. I love for our our Subhanahu Wa Taala and also mm-hmm. the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yep. So that's a little bit. Mashallah, that's uh, well said. And uh, may Allah Taala make your journey in IUM a successful and uh, enriching one. Inshallah. <coughs> Inshallah. Amin. And okay, so that's uh, today's episode. We'll be focusing on um, learning about the Quran. So in the previous episodes, we have been uh, discussing about knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, and prior to that, uh, child development. So this is like a, um, it's kind of related. I feel. So what we are going to do today is um, talk a little bit about learning about the Quran. So maybe for a start, Ustaz, you can share with our viewers and listeners, um, what are some of the benefits of learning the Quran? Right, mashallah. A beautiful question and a very common question that um, that's being actually asked around now, mm-hmm. right? And benefits of the Quran. Uh, okay, so a little bit, uh, not really a little bit, but technically there are like books that explain the benefits of the Quran. So there's a lot of benefits, but then I feel that. Um, I would like to answer. Uh, I mean, it's not directly to the question, but uh, I'd like to tweak a little bit to the mm-hmm. question uh, rather than the benefits of the Quran, right? So, I would like to answer: How can we actually benefit the Quran? Right. Okay. So okay. instead of the benefits of the Quran, but how can we actually benefit the Quran? So okay. Or rather, how do we know that we have benefited the Quran? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the most I think important thing, lah. So. The reason being, I I like to explain more about that is because I believe some people who know the Quran but they don't benefit it. Mm-hmm. Like some some are hafizul Quran, some who learns the course the same course as me, but then how they live their life, their lifestyles are not. You know, you don't see him or her as practicing the Quran right, or right. really mm-hmm. inspired and benefited from the mm-hmm. Quran. So I believe the most important question is actually. How do we know whether we benefited the Quran, right? Okay. So first of all, um, one thing that the Quran actually, um, the purpose of the existence of the Quran is basically to remind us of the oneness of our Subhanahuwataala, right? That's okay. the the main purpose, lah. The main purpose of the Quran is to to remind us that we have a rob, right? We have a rob, or we have we have a master that we need to serve. Mm-hmm. So that's the main. Uh, I can say the main message of um, the Quran really. Right. So for us to turn back to Him and to to think about Him, to serve Him, to pray to Him, and to rely on Him, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So that is basically the whole idea of the Quran. And other than that, is also it's a reality check. So meaning, if you were to read the Quran, if you were to study the Quran, but it doesn't make you realize 
your reality that you are living in. So meaning, what do I mean by that is basically when you read the Quran, it reminds you that you need to serve Allah and who is our Rob and what is the purpose of us living on this earth. Mm. Right. So that is basically the idea of reading Quran or learning the Quran by itself. Then other than that, also, um, you know, most people thought that Quran is like a book of laws, right? Mm. Book of laws, like it is haram, it is halal, and mm-hmm. so on and so on. But if you were to read the whole Quran, actually, the law part in the Quran is actually few. Yes, it's very few. Most of it will be, you know, about loyalty, about gratitude to our Subhanahu mm-hmm. Taala, about remembrance of our Subhanahu Taala, about longing for our Subhanahu Taala, right? right? So, like one example of the uh, in the Quran, Allah Subhanahu says, "Allah, Allah bizikrillahi tatmain al kulub." So, um, with remembrance of our smartala, remembrance um, by zikr about to our smartala, the heart finds peace, right? The heart finds peace. So, it's more that our smartala wants us to feel peace. He wants us to know that if you were to uh, follow his path, then you will you will achieve. Through freedom, you know, through freedom, through peace, and so and so forth. Rather than people thought, you know, when when they hear that we need to return back to our master, it seems like we are a slave and we are like someone degenerate, mm-hmm. no value, and so and so. But that is not the case when we are a Muslim. You know, we are Muslim slaves, but our definition of slave is not the definition that what humans actually define. The general idea of slaves yes. that people have. Exactly, <laughs> our Rob, right? Our master is basically he's the one who. Look out for us, and he he gives us a lot of things. As compared to human slave, they would torture you if they don't do anything. Mm. But look at us now, like we don't have to go far. So out of these long years, right? How many sins have you done? Oh, I think uncountable. Uncountable, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like you you have done massive sins, and guess what? You have done massive sins towards your master. Mm-hmm. So now, if you to turn that perspective to a human. So you as a slave and you disobey your master a lot of times. What do you think the master would do to you? I mean, I probably would have got beaten up or like fired and etc. Right. No? What's worse is you could already have died now, right? right. You will not mm-hmm. be sitting here comfortably talking Correct. to me and mm-hmm. so and so forth. All right. Absolutely. You would be, you know, our master would send lightning to you and you just die. I mean, mm-hmm. I could just say you are useless slave and just mm-hmm. kill Correct. you. But then. Osmatala wants us to always be reminded when he make us, uh, you know, uh, when it is an obligation for us to always recite Surah Fatiha, and the first thing that he wants us to recite is what? Bismillah. Bismillah. Then. Rahmanirrahim. Yes, in the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful. He make us repeat that five times a day to realize that our Master is not like any other Master. He mm-hmm. is a Master who is the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful. Mm-hmm. He has been giving you mercy every single second. So, if you were to disobey him even for a second, it's already disobeyed. You know what I mean? We already caused a sin. Mm-hmm. But then, our Matala is willing to always forgive you if you were to return back to him. Am I right? So, that is basically that's the reason why Surah Al-Fatiha is basically the mother of the book, I believe. And um, basically, it encompasses the whole Quran, the, the whole idea of why the Quran is sent to us. It's to remind us about our, our Rob, to remind us that we are a servant of our Matala. And most importantly, actually, is some people thought, you know, when you join and become Muslim, mm-hmm. you uh, basically 
you can get whatever you want, right? Well, that is technically true. That is technically true. Our mother can give us whatever we want, but we need to realize first before our mother give, we need to realize that he is our master first. Right. So we serve Allah and not Allah serve us. True. So that is what people mainly misinterpreted, you know, about being a Muslim. Mm-hmm. They thought that you know, um, you know, we can just ask our mother, and our mother will give us. Well, he can give us if he wants to. Because he is our, he is the master. He don't owe us anything, really, mm-hmm. right? So we need to serve him first. We need to prove to him that we are worthy servants to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then and only then, our smartala can reward us. Rather than the opposite, you know, we you know you already done a lot of sins. Then out of the blue, you just say, oh, well, please forgive me and give me this, 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 and that. Who do you think you are? Am I right? Yeah. Who do you think you are? So, the Quran is basically is a reminder, lah. You know. It's, it reminds us uh, what is our place, and if you were to read the Quran but you're not humble, you know you're not humble towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, then basically you have not benefited the Quran. That is why I believe. So when we say every time in Surah Al Fatihah, "Iya kana abdu wa iya kana stain," right? You are the only one we worship. You are the only one we seek help. So that by itself is a very humble command towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's like we are saying. Um, We are so weak. We are unable to do anything, and we rely on just you, Ya Allah. So you can see that how that should make us humble. So if you were to read that and feel you you, you have a little bit of pride in there, I believe you have not benefited fully in the Quran. Mm-hmm. So, yeah lah. So I think uh, before I drag a bit further and much more. I mean, it's it's really Selling a lot. Uh-huh. Even the Even in the Surah Fatihah, the tafsir of it or the commentaries on it is, you know, there's a book about it. So before I go even further, I just stop there for a moment and answer the question. Mashallah. Well said, Ustaz. And I have to agree with you that, you know, the teachings of the Quran mm-hmm. is actually second to none. And um, since we are on the topic of Quran, Ustaz, um, our, for our viewers and listeners out there, Uh, a little info is that Ustaz Hafiz is currently engaging um, with some of the teens, uh, ranging from aged sixteen, uh, sixteen, and uh, yeah, around that age, and he is um, currently teaching them the basics of the Quran, mm-hmm. so the recitation and maybe oh, the uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, Mashallah, Ustaz, a very noble job indeed. Um, do you mind sharing with us some of your experiences? Um, while that you might have encountered while teaching the youths or, or the teenagers um, throughout your time. Um, okay, so a little bit of background why I I wanted to I can say initiated this ngaji lessons towards my students is because I feel rather sad when you know you have that age, right? When mm-hmm. I started to come to class, I want to teach because the syllabus is quite deep. You know, you, you it discuss a lot of Quranic ayats and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But if I were to share all that, and the students really cannot internalize whatever that is being read to them, for example, the Quranic ayat, the Quranic text, then they cannot really fully, how can I say, feel the ayah. You know, so I feel sad that. Yeah, from the looks of their faces, they look lost. You know, they look lost. What is this? You know, what's this foreign language and so on and so forth? But they fail to realize uh, that that is the words of Osmotala. You know, if you were to understand right the words of Osmotala, it feels like Osmotala is talking to you, and that is what we want to feel. You know, when we read the Quran, since we are in this topic, right? Mm-hmm. So 
that is the reason why I started or initiated the ngaji lessons lah to my students. So, yeah, right. Mashallah, Ustaz. I, <coughs> I mean, it. I think it's not easy. Whatever you're doing, it's not easy. And um, to learn the the basics of the Quran, I think it's really one of the most important things in our life. I mean, uh, as humans, it's not just about. I mean, understanding the tafsir about the uh, what you are reading, but also, I mean, I believe there's still many out there that even at around our ages or even older than that. Sorry to say, but they don't even know how to read the the, the Arabic letters. Ah, mm-hmm. so. They feel they feel like so discouraged, ah. Because I mean, uh, they don't know how to read, and and their age is already macam is already old, and then maybe they are they are shy to macam approach to start learning. So maybe how do we encourage them, ah, in a way that to not make them feel uh, shy to to I mean they they still have time to start learning Arabic, uh, no matter what age they are at, ah. Okay, so Mashallah, that's a very beautiful question. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, your question reminded me of uh, the Hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which um, which sounds. I mean, I, I forgot how the text like, but what it means, mm-hmm. right? In the Hadith, basically, the Prophet said that you know um, each letter in the Quran there's there's pahala. Mm-hmm. So it's not you know alif lam mim is not one pahala, but alif is one pahala. And lam is one pahala and mim is lam one pahala something mm-hmm. like that. So, okay, it's not one pahala. I think it's ten. Okay, sorry uh, for the. So, anyways, what it what, is, what I'm trying to say is basically mm-hmm. each huruf that you learn, right? Mm-hmm. It has value in it. It has mm-hmm. merits, and that's the thing that I want you. I want to actually emphasize. Deliver. Yes, mm-hmm. emphasize also. So, um, know that if you are struggling um, in reading the whole thing, mm-hmm. know that. For each huruf that you utter, right? Basically, you get rewards from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and that's how merciful Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is. He knows your struggles, and Arabic is not an easy language, lah. Mm-hmm. I believe, right? But then, other than that, right? For those uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala have blessed, you know, uh, bless them to to be able to recite fluently. Alhamdulillah, right? Alhamdulillah. But that, but for those who are struggling, right? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is also looking out for them because why? If you are struggling and you you never give up, you persevere and still continue on to read, mm-hmm. there is also reward in that. So mm-hmm. know that don't stop lah. You know, don't mm-hmm. stop and try. Awasmata knows everyone's progression and potential. Mm-hmm. So we need to know that Awasmata look at us as individuals, not as a group. Mm-hmm. So he won't compare you with a hafizul Quran and someone who just started. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He look at you, you yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you started slow, then that is your pace. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to care about others. So, at the end of your life, if you were to, you know, um, you you did manage to cut down the Quran and you pass away, mm-hmm. right? So, it's okay because Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala looks at your effort. Mm-hmm. It's not the ending that He looks like. He didn't look at the end where you know whether you cut down the Quran or not. He looks whether you throughout your life did you put in effort to try your best to cut down the Quran. That is what He looks at. So always remember, lah. I believe this is a very important message. Some people thought that you know when they cannot progress, right? Mm-hmm. They they have failed. So our smarter have abandoned them. Our smarter don't look at them. He has no value. Why would our smarter wants to accept him or her mm-hmm. to heaven? Those kind of questions comes in their thought, am I right? But then 
they forgot that our mother look at that as individual. So he wants to see you try, mm-hmm. to see you try and do your best. So if you are not doing your best, then you are not rewarded. The the, the reward, I guess our mother will bless you and reward you based on your efforts. And that's the most important thing. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. I mean, compared to those who can read fluently mm-hmm. and to those who is struggling, are the rewards more? Like uh, those who are struggling. Their rewards. Are, I mean, this is what I heard lah. But I don't know if it's true or not. So for those who are struggling, the rewards will be double lah in a way to those who are much more better fluent reading. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. Is double because the why effort, is, it? is it? Sorry, is it the effort that you're the putting? The effort exactly because the the you know how to say the person who can read fluently mm-hmm. he is already blessed by Allah So what he needs to do now is to be better. Mm-hmm. So it's even harder, isn't it? So he's already fluent. So what is better than fluent? Ah, uh, so that is the part where he needs to, ah, uh, learn the tafsir. He mm-hmm. needs to learn the meaning and so on and mm-hmm. so. So for those who are struggling, you can see he's he is struggling. You know, he put in effort. Repeat again. Ah, mm-hmm. lift. Ah, lift. Ah, mm-hmm. lift. Ba ta. You know, he's he's putting more effort than someone who is really fluent. Mm-hmm. So the, the the fluent person looks at the ayah like. Well, hamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin. You know, it's like mm, like mm. like water like that, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But for those who who is struggling, they they see words like you know they like ah uh, like what do you call that uh, dyslexia or something like that. Mm. They right. see words everywhere. You know, they get some people are like that. I can, I know some people who you know look at the word then they feel stressed, but mm-hmm. they still want to learn. They like organize the the words inside their head and try to read again. Mm-hmm. So I can see that the effort that they put in and our mother rewards you based on that. Yep. Mm. Maybe this might be some of the motivation for those who are I mean, struggling right now to even start their journey on how to read the Arabic letters from scratch. Uh. So maybe this will be a motivation for them to not give up so easily uh, and know that the reward is more than those who is I mean able to read uh, fluently, uh, inshallah. Definitely. And I think age is not the main concern here for most people out there, you know, that they are, they are fearing that Oh, I'm too old to learn, and mm. uh, I don't think Allah Taala sees um, age as a it's major just factor. A it's just a number, but but obviously that being said, you cannot be too relaxed and say that oh, when I'm 50, when mm. I'm 60, then, then I, I will learn. Uh-huh. Right. There is no such thing. The earlier you learn, the better it is. The closer you are to Allah Taala, because and we never to follow know. His yeah. teachings. Um, I think that's the most a human uh, in this earth can ask for. Okay, so Stas, um, prior to this, you mentioned that you know you are teaching some of the um, teens. Uh, mashallah, a very good job that you are doing. Um, do you feel that uh, the teens of today or the youths um, are actually uh, not putting in enough effort to learn or to understand the words of the Quran better? Based on my observation, lah. Right, or my own students, mm-hmm. right? And mm. in the time that we are in right now, our generation, with all the accessible uh, technologies, right? And like everything is very convenient for us. Like there's a lot of copies of the Quran around. And yeah, the Quran is very accessible to everyone, like from any age. And I can see like even um, students of like from primary school, they also already have phones with mm. them. So they can just you know download Quran in their phones and correct, so on and so correct. forth. So I feel that with all this uh, convenience, right? This actually we should show more effort, right? Mm-hmm. But what we are seeing, or rather what I am seeing 
right now is actually people are getting more distant from the Quran as compared to the past where it's not that easy to find Quran right mm-hmm. and you need to meet and have physical Quran then they, you need to somehow write yourself the Quran mm-hmm. so every surah you already memorize you write it yourself and so and so forth but now when it's so accessible people are taking for granted eh? for granted for, maybe yeah, it's yeah. not because uh, they're not putting effort but because they are too distracted with yes, all think. the social medias and what not and somehow now we are living in the high tech technology and everyone is just occupied with stuff I mean that's the reason why they are not really engaging <coughs> to learn about uh, Quran or what not Yeah, it's true because well, we are currently in the time of fitna to dajjal or mm. the, the the day or I can say the time of fitna, mm-hmm. right? And may Allah Subhanahu protect all of us amin, from amin. the fitna and the fitna of dajjal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah lah. I mean, this is the time where it's a huge challenge for us lah, mm-hmm. right? Um, when it's at the at the same time when technology is very convenient, accessible for all of us, but yeah. still, at the um at the same time, it is also. Uh, a challenge, a huge challenge for all mm-hmm. of us. So, with all these convenience that our Muslims have blessed, uh, bless us. Mm-hmm. So, what are we doing with uh, this mercy of our Muslims? Yeah. Right. So, if we were to misuse it, then it's on us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, this is the time where technically we can't blame our Muslims because all this convenience is also the du'as or the prayers of the people in the past. Am I right? Uh-huh. They, they pray that the future generation will live a better life than us. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what are we doing in this generation that we want to pray better for the next generation? So, so these are the questions that we need to always ask ourselves. Are we doing what the predecessors are doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Are we continuing on their legacy mm-hmm. or not? Right? They have prayed and they have prayed for us and our Muslims have You know, granted their prayers, mm-hmm. but are we gratitude. showing uh, showing gratitude really? Are we showing gratitude to our Smart Allah, mm-hmm. you know, for granting us this convenience, mm-hmm. right? And this youth or these younger people, they need to realize that, right? If they were to live in the in the past, right, mm-hmm. then they will understand. I mean, and that is why the Quran has a lot of uh, historical stories, right, from mm-hmm. the, the previous prophets and so on and so forth to 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 show them that history will repeat itself. So, are you willing to stop, you know, from uh, stop it from repeating itself? And that is mm-hmm. the main idea of the Quran. So, honestly, all these things that is going on around the in the world is actually has been happening in the past. Only now it's more new level. It's at a new level. It's a new level. Yeah. Yes. I'm so, yes. Uh, can I say that it's a battle between us and Shaitan? Well. <laughs> Yeah. We have always been battling Shaitan, and guess what? Um, some people thought, you know, um, Shaitan is you know a weak being and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. right? But Shaitan have been living since the time of Adam. Correct. So technically, what the Shaitan now is is basically they are like generals, really. Mm-hmm. So we need to up our game also. Mm-hmm. So if you were to you know relax, you no know, thing with all this convenience, we can just chill, right? Mm-hmm. Know that Shaitan is have a lot of ammunition in their, you know, in their hands, and they can just attack us in any time. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, lah. We need to win Shaitan. We need to prove to our that we can win. That's the most important. And I believe, inshallah. Okay, a very beautiful points uh, mentioned there, Ustaz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this topic of that that we are discussing today is so vast. You know that we can go on for hours. You know, it's something that is never ending. You know, the more you want, yeah, uh, like. Uh, we mentioned in our last episode, the more you know, the more you want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So it's something like that, very relatable. Um, so, Ustaz, um, 
would you like to say a few words to our viewers and listeners out there uh, for today's episode? Oh, I say macam advice lah. Advise them on how we uh, how we macam don't get too distracted in the world affairs as now we are living in the times of fitnah the fina of Dajjal, like, like as you mentioned. So how can we prevent ourselves from uh, being distracted too much in the dunia we, uh, and try to balance it out, uh, not just dunia we, but also aim for the uh, akhirat, inshallah. Right, so inshallah, um, maybe it's not a few words, a couple of words I would like to deliver to all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, since you are talking about the topic of Quran, am I right? Mm-hmm. And the importance of it and why we should read the Quran and so on and so forth. I believe uh, an important note that basically the Quran teaches us, right, is to actually return back to our Ta'ala, right, to realize that our Ta'ala is our Rob, our master, and we are his servants, mm-hmm. right? And we are his servants and we need to serve him, we need to pray to him. So that's the main message of the Quran. He, he just wants us to turn back to him. That is the, the, the idea of why the Quran exists in our life lah. Right. So I have, I've known a lot of people who who don't actually memorize the Quran but he just memorized few surahs. Mm-hmm. But then he showed the epitome of a servant of Allah Taala. So that is something that I believe uh, is very important lah. It's very important to all of us to realize we need to try our best to serve Allah Taala as much as possible despite our you know mistakes and sins that we are doing. No matter right. how much we have seen, turn back to Allah. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So, don't. Like I said I don't. It's not don't care about your the sins that you're doing, but care about your sins. Acknowledge that you are sinning. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. Mm-hmm. Right. Acknowledge that you are weak and you are prone to doing mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Know that you are not all powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. We we have no reason to be prideful on this earth mm-hmm. because the most powerful is our Subhanahu Taala and. Mm-hmm. That is what we need to realize, lah, in this life, right? Okay. In, in this life, we need to realize that our Smatala is all powerful, and we are weak, and we rely to Him, right? We mm-hmm. rely to Him in everything that we do. Mashallah, Ustaz. Um, I think it's a very beautiful advice that you have shared with us today. Mm-hmm, Alhamdulillah. And for those who are feeling down right now, uh, I hope that after you have watched this podcast or listened to this podcast, may it give you that encouragement. Uh, to not give up uh, on being in the right path, and I know I know it's it's not easy, but inshallah, uh, if you put in your effort, Allah will help you along the way, lah. And just know that Allah is always waiting for us to uh, come back to Him and talk to Him, ask for forgiveness, because He is always ready to forgive us and listen to our problems. Uh, you may share your problems to, I mean, your friend and whatnot. But uh, the one that truly understand you, I believe, is Allah. Right. So, um, inshallah, uh, we hope that today's episode have benefit all of mm-hmm. you. And yep, do not forget to share this with your loved ones. And yep, just hit the like button and subscribe to our channel if you like the content from today. And also, uh, thank you, Ustaz, once again for You're being here with us today and. Mm-hmm. For sharing all the knowledge, it's uh, really beneficial, I would say. And okay, so I guess that is the end of today's episode. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we will definitely be back with another episode um, very shortly. With that being said, uh, inshallah, we will see you again in the next episode. Uh, um, in the meantime, stay safe and may you guys be in the best of health and iman wherever you are, inshallah. And with that being said, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam.